This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. Good morning. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilt Couture, information technology expert at Newport Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Foam Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today on Everyday Tech, we're discussing recycling technology with our special guest, Jennifer Milner, State Recycling Coordinator with Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality. Give us a call this morning at 1-877-MPB-RING to ask any tech question. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after the break. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newport Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. So today we're discussing recycling technology with our special guest, State Recycling Coordinator with the Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality, Jennifer Milner. Hi, Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, and we, of course, we want you to be a part of this conversation. So give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And online at Everyday Tech on, at MPB Online. So we're going to start this off with saying, "You can help me sing." Happy one year anniversary to <laughs> Wilts Contrer. Yeah, one year on the show. Thank you. Thank you. One year, right? Yep. One year being being a co-host on Everyday Tech. It's been a it's been a wild ride, but it's been great. I was, that was my next question. What have you learned? What have you experienced? What is the craziest thing that has happened in this year? Well, the greatest thing is getting to know some of our listeners. I mean, it, it's wonderful. We got a whole bunch of like first time callers that call in, but I'm you know, and we got a quite a few of them. I look up on the board up there and I see names and and, and really quite a few folks out there have really almost become friends. I really kind of look forward to hearing from some of them and some of the insight and some of the uh, the different things they have for us out there. So, I mean, it is just, it, it's wonderful. That's I love it. good. And you're going to stay around for a couple more years. Oh, yeah. As, lo- as long as y'all have put up with me, you know, of I mean, course. I figure, you know, I see Ezra and all them guys out there in the hallway, they they must be all right, you know. <laughs> and we love having you here too. So well, thank you. Thank and you. I've been here since July, so I'm new as well, and I've enjoyed working with you so far. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So far, I haven't, I haven't run her off yet. You know? No, hey, no. I don't think you can. There, I don't think you, know? you can. And actually, we have Jeremy on the line. Woo, Jeremy. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, Good morning, you guys. You managed to find your <laughs> way out of the Jeremy. closet. Yeah, to find a yeah, telephone yeah. signal. Wait, 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 Jeremy. Did you just did he just say you came out the closet this morning? I did come out of the wiring <laughs> closet this morning. Yes, um, I know. There's a really bad signal in a lot of these closets we do maintenance in, and I kept trying to call him, but my phone was like, "It's not happening, boss." Yeah. Well, you know what? We're glad you came out the closet and, and you're able to uh, be with us today. I know. I'm just going to keep running with that because it's funny. It. It's funny. <laughs> but uh, speaking of funny and actually not funny, I want to um, pick your brains, you and Jeremy, right quick. Um, I have an issue. I had to buy a new iPhone. 
I know you guys are happy. Clap, clap, clap. Because mm-hmm. I've been yeah. complaining about my iPhone 6 for a while now. And the iPhone Apple fairy came into my home and sprinkled her um, destroy dust on my phone. <laughs> and I woke up the next day and my phone no longer worked. So my question to you, and, and Wilt actually asked me, um, told me that I wasn't supposed to know about the um, Apple yeah, Fairy. Yeah, we weren't supposed to tell you about the Apple Fairy. You know, like we call that planned obsolescence. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you know, I've always kind of figured that too. It's kind of like, uh, if you ever notice, usually when you make that last car payment, the car starts acting up. <laughs> when you make that last phone payment, the phone starts acting mm-hmm. up. It's kind of like, you know, when you feel really, really bad, you make it into the doctor's office, you start, you know, you start feeling better. <laughs> then you pay the bill, you get sick again. But, you know, we'll, we'll leave that to the next show to doc, you know. I but, think Alanis Morissette wrote a song about that. Yeah, really? isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? <laughs> well, I really exactly. have a, I, and I actually have a tech question. I mean, I know this is for everyone out there listening. Does Apple or these Samsung companies, do they shut down your phone when you're about to pay your last? I know, maybe, can you tell it? But um, conspiracies. That's what, on the next Everyday Tech. <laughs> <laughs> but um, seriously, I had to upgrade, and they forced me to upgrade. So I feel kind of um, forced and pushed and, and, and used a little bit. Well, you know, over time, they are, you know, devices do need to be upgraded. Um you know, it just, it just kind of happens, you know, for example, just about every year at least you're going to see Apple or Android or, or Microsoft or anybody else are going to put out new versions of their software. And as a result of these new versions, quite honestly, usually they require more horsepower. And so it kind of does push you along to where the old Windows 98 machine ain't going to still work. Um, it's going to end up taking more space. And I think that's really what's actually haunting a lot of iPhone users right now for the longest time, the the base iPhone had a 16 gig uh, storage. That's what most folks, you know, you weren't going to pay all that extra money just for more storage. Hey, that's that's cool. Well, now as the operating systems are getting bigger and bigger, it's taking more of that space up. And that's really, um, you know, like you were seeing, you were seeing you were running out of space. And it wasn't that you had all the pictures or apps or anything else. I deleted it was just, everything. Right? Yeah, it was just the operating system taking up so much more. And, and I think we're just continuing to see that particular trend. So, yeah, it, it does... They do push it out there, and uh, we can neither confirm nor deny the presence of the technology fairy that may float in and sprinkle sand and stuff like that. But you know what? This is a good segue into our uh, topic of the day, recycling technology. Now, we love our computers. We love our smartphones and gadgets until they stop working, of course. But all these printers and monitors and, of course, batteries and cables, they often become electronic garbage. So what do we do with all of these gadgets and things besides throw them in the back of the closet? Well, the main thing we do is we reach out to our Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality and Jennifer, and she tells us what we should do. Right. That's <laughs> right. And your listeners can definitely do that as well. Um, but, uh, Michelle, you're exactly right. Um, uh, you know, we're uh, in a time now where, you know, every other week there's a new something out, a new mm-hmm. gadget out, a new cell phone, a new computer program that's not going to work on our old computer. Uh, so that does contribute to a lot of um, electronic waste. Um, and uh, it is kind of the fastest growing uh, waste stream that we have right now. Um, so it is becoming an issue and is is uh, becoming something that we, you know, really need to look at. And uh, for, for you and for your listeners, um, I would just encourage them to um, uh, check with their local government, uh, wherever they are, their city, their county, and see if they have a collection program. Um, and then, uh, you know, there are uh, companies in the state that they can uh, check with as well. And then if they are in the Jackson area, um, 
good news. We do have an e-waste collection event coming up uh, November 3rd. That's a Friday. Um, where we'll be collecting um, old computers, old cell phones, um, printers, uh, VCRs. <laughs> Blu-ray players, DVD VCRs. players. VCRs. Yeah. Some of our <laughs> listeners may can remember those. I still have a couple I of them myself. Remember. You would be surprised the things that we see at the, at the e-waste collection event. But <laughs> Betamax. <laughs> yes, yes. Betamax, dot matrix printers, oh, wow. um, just, you know, eight-track players. You know, some things are <laughs> our millennial coworkers, you know, don't know what they are. You know, Ooh, eight-track player. I might need to come out there and start collecting <laughs> So let's, let's start from the beginning. I know a lot of people... Um, think they know what recycling is, but let's break it down. What exactly is recycling? Well, recycling um, is basically taking an item and um, processing it in such a way that it can be made into a new item, whether that's a plastic bottle into a new plastic bottle or into other things like carpet, even clothing. Um, You know, lots of um, products can be made from recycled materials. And you mentioned you said something about Plastic doesn't have to be turned back into plastic, correct? Or can other materials be used as another item in another style? Right, Is that's that right. And and uh, back to to e waste um, recycling, the the metals and the um, plastics and the different materials that are taken from from those items, uh, they can be put back into electronics or put back into other items like um, uh, you know automobiles, uh, different other things. Um, so they don't necessarily have to be turned back into the same item. They can be put yeah. in other items. Well, you mentioned carpet. So there's a lot of recycled material utilized in carpets too? Yes. Plastic um, uh, HDPE, which is uh, the number two plastic, which if, if you look on the bottom of your of your bottle, you'll have a little recycle symbol. Wilts, for, for those of y'all who can't see, he has a plastic bottle beside him with some, some water. Okay. Uh, just a water bottle, and you look on the bottom, it's got a recycle symbol, and it should have a number in, in the middle of it. Like a three. It should be a one. Oh. So so those are PET bottles. Oh, um, yeah, which it's is a one. A, which is a number one. Yeah, I need new glasses. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, and then your uh, subtle bottles would also be a number one plastic. Uh, your number two plastics, which is the HDPE, which does go into materials like carpet. Uh-huh. Um, that's your milk jugs, your detergent bottles, um, okay. kind of a more rigid plastic. All right, so w- what do you do exactly with um, in your department? And tell us about your, a little bit about yourself. Okay, sure. I've been with the agency for about 13 years. Um, I started out with the laboratory uh, doing water samples, microbiology, and uh, chemis- chemical you know, water testing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I moved into the solid waste um, uh, programs um, at the, uh, I was at the lab out in Pearl and I'm at the main office downtown. And um, I was the, uh, over the organics recycling program. And, um, you know, we can talk about that a little bit too. Uh, people don't often think about um, you know, you think about traditional recyclables, the plastics, you know, aluminum cans and cardboard paper. And then you think about e-waste that we're going to, you know, focus on a little bit today. Um, organics um, are also materials that you can recycle. Yard waste, um, food scraps from your kitchen. Hmm. Um, you can take those items and turn them into mulch, turn them into uh, compost. Um, so that was over that program. Um, uh, and for about 
five years, and then I moved into uh, being the state recycling coordinator. Wow. Um, and it'll be two years in February. So. Okay. So um, we talk about recycling, and especially with e-waste. What are some items that we can recycle? Do you just throw it on the corner with the rest of your trash, or what can you recycle in your house that's electronically? Well, you need to check again with your local government, um, with your city, with your county, whoever's um, picking up your trash, uh, whoever you go to for any other service that's provided, um, and uh, find out what is offered. Um, Unfortunately, in Mississippi, um, a lot of our residents don't have access to recycling services. Uh, The national average for access is about 96%, and we're at about 60% in Mississippi. So we definitely have some potential for growth there, and that's, you know, part of my job. Uh, and part of our job as an agency is to m- promote recycling and, and work to increase access in the state as much as we can. So in some areas of the state, you may have trouble finding um, where you can recycle. Um, uh, some areas have great programs. Um, they have a you know a curbside program where you just put it out at your curb once a week or every other week, um, usually. Uh, and then... Um, uh, some have a drop-off program where you take it to a, a certain location. Uh, that's what I live in Brandon, and that's what we have in Rankin County. We have two drop-off um, uh, locations uh, that uh, you just take your materials to and put them in a, a roll-off container. Um, and, you know, I just sort of store it in my garage and take it, you know, from mm-hmm. time to time. Well, I like the information you're giving us, and I know our, li- our listeners are going to be taking notes on where they can uh, take their materials. And we're going to get back into this when we come back from break and uh, continue our discussion on recycling technology with our guest, Jennifer Milner. Okay, so, uh, of course, we want you to call us. Be a part of this conversation. If you have any recycling tech questions or you, any just general tech questions, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, 672 Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. For the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo with Wilts Couture and Jeremy Thompson, our technology experts. Now, if you're just tuning in, we've been discussing recycling technology with our special guest, Jennifer Milner. She's the state recycling coordinator with the Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality. Now, to join our conversation or to ask any tech question, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464 and online at Everyday Tech at mpbonline.org. Now, before the break, we were talking about where people can um, bring their materials, their hazardous materials, especially those, what Jeremy says, big box TVs, the old TVs with the big backs, and people are upgrading every day or every year. They're getting the newest and latest gadgets. So what do we do with those old ones? Where can we take them? Um, Well, uh, again, I would just 
uh, encourage folks to um, check with their where their city or their county um, and see if they uh, uh, have a collection program, uh, if they do an event. Um, a lot of times people will do an event in the fall or in the spring when the weather's nice. Uh, they'll have a collection event. Um, and then we do have, uh, you know, several companies in the state. Uh, if you're a business and you have, you know, several uh, computers or, uh, you know, electronic items to get rid of, uh, you might could work out with them on them coming to actually pick up the materials um, from you, depending on where you are. If you can't if you can't get to them here in Jackson, uh, we have, you know, a few in Jackson and then uh, some in the uh, one in the Columbus area. Now, I know Wilt and I were talking um, off air, but let's talk about the importance of uh, protecting your information on computers when you're giving them away. Or well, yeah. phones as well. Phones. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we you know we store so much information on here, and we cannot in the um, in the process we cannot forget that a lot depends on what you have on that device. So if you're getting rid of that old computer, you're getting rid of that old phone. It could have some fairly uh, fairly personal information on there. I know Jeremy's probably heard these too. I've heard horror stories of people buying old computers on eBay, for example. Uh, running a couple of free utilities, and all of a sudden you're getting someone's old tax returns and and medical records and everything else. So um, a lot we need to look at out there, you know, um, I know just talking just before the show with Jennifer too, you know, they even mentioned that at like the upcoming e-waste event about making sure that your data, you know, what are they doing with the data? Um, Jeremy, what do you see that with, with some of your customers down there as well? I mean, you know, whenever you're maybe working on computers, replacing hard drives, et cetera. Um, we do have uh, some clients that have sensitive data that has to be uh, destroyed. In, in most cases, I tell them, you know, we just put a drill bit through it and make sure that nothing will ever read it. Um, when it comes to phones, it's a little bit more uh, dangerous to put a drill bit through a phone. Actually, it's very dangerous. Do not do that. Um, <laughs> you want to, uh, with your Android phones, you get the option to encrypt uh, your storage, and then you can wipe it securely after it's encrypted. That's what I recommend people do, and that's what I'll do for clients that have Android phones that they want secured. We'll just encrypt the whole thing and then just securely wipe it. Um, with your iPhones, you don't really have the option um, to directly encrypt it, uh, but it does have better security in its operating system as a whole, and it's more difficult to recover stuff um, from that device after it's been wiped. I did not say impossible. I said more difficult. So very uh, difficult. We run into that a couple yes. of times with um, with trying to recover old data. If you don't remember all your information, you're pretty much not getting it back from that iPhone either. If you um, if you bring it to me right after it happens, I can probably save some of it. But with all data as as the phone is you know used and apps are downloaded and emails are downloaded, it has the potential to overwrite any of that information. So it's always good just get, just to get it to somebody as, as quickly as possible. But since we're talking about destroying data, um, if you want to be absolutely sure, um, I'd say wipe it a couple of times, maybe even use it a little bit, and uh, take a bunch of uh, innocuous pictures. That way you can just uh, overwrite the data on the drive with a bunch of nonsense. And, um, if you're 
for the if person that really, doesn't actually know what you're how to do that, how can we do that? When you say wipe it, are you talking about actually wiping it with a towel, or are you talking about? <laughs> it's, a wa- it's, it's a special washcloth. <laughs> okay. No. So um, every uh, device should have a settings menu, and then under that settings, specifically in iPhones, it's under general, and then you scroll all the way down to the bottom, and you click uh, reset phone, and then um, in that op- in that list, there'll be an option that says erase all content and settings. And you want to make sure that you hit that and then allow the phone to do its thing. And it should uh, erase most things. But like I said, um, after you set it back up, uh, you may want to take a few pictures to make sure that your data is fully overwritten because it is entirely possible to recover the data. Wow. And really, if, and if any of the listeners out there, if you have any specific you know, questions, maybe about your device, if need be, shoot us an email on over and we can send you, you know, step by steps on your different devices. So um, people like me who, if I look in my drawer, I have phones from 19, mm-hmm. <laughs> 19, mm-hmm. I have a drawer full of phones. That is not what we should do with them, right? Should not keep them. Uh, you can definitely, um, I mean, you're not throwing them away, <laughs> so that's good. Okay. Um, but uh, if you do decide to get rid of them, uh, yes, you can definitely bring them to, to our collection event. Uh, in a few weeks, or um, uh, I was going to sort of segue into what uh, Wilts and Jeremy were talking about, the importance of um, uh, making sure that the hard drive is, is scrubbed and, and then, um, you know, um, an e-waste recycler uh, should be doing that as well, making sure that, that, the, that you know, inf- the, the hard drive is shredded or scrubbed uh, in the case of refurbishment. Um, and if you are, um, you know, there there's a, a few companies in Mississippi that are R2 certified. Um, R2 certification and e-stewards are the two certification programs um, uh, that are uh, uh, sort of available right now for e-waste recyclers. And actually, it is state law that state agencies must use an e-waste recycler um, for state you know, electronics um, uh, when recycling those. Uh, we must use an R2 certified or an e-stewards uh, certified recycler. Um, so, you know, for folks in the general public, uh, you know, local governments, businesses, you know, you're probably not required to, to use that. Um, you know, uh, but it is a good practice to use a company that is certified, you know, in some fashion, some form or fashion, whether it be R2 or E-Stewards or, uh, some other certification. Does certification mean that they're just more equipped or you can trust them more? Yes, I would say so, and uh, that's why I would encourage you know uh, you know an individual or a business to just really check out you know because there are companies that aren't certified that are operating in the state. Um, perhaps they uh, send it to a third party that is certified. Um, just because they're not certified doesn't mean that it's not a good company. But um, if they are certified, you can kind of check that box. Okay. Um, but you know, just want to look at you know you want to ask those questions. Are you gonna scrub that hard drive you know are you going to destroy the hard drive um you know where is the material going once it leaves you um you know because we do have what we call rogue recyclers that will just uh take in these materials in a warehouse um and walk off and leave them and then you know we get a complaint at DEQ that there's an empty warehouse full of you know electronics um and then a lot of times they will send them to um you know un outfits that aren't very reputable and they'll end up going to developing countries and being dumped essentially. Um, and then you have lots of environmental issues there. 
Um, so I would just encourage, uh, you know, your listeners, uh, whether they're an individual, a business, um, a local government, uh, to definitely check out who it is that they're using. Um, if they, you know, if they're certified, that's great. Um, that's, uh, you know, a, a plus, a plus mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but definitely ask all those questions, even if they are certified and just really check them out before using them. Well, I think cause a lot of people get kind of a misconception, you know, you're looking at your computer, you're looking at these things and you think, ah, oh, it's just a little bit of plastic and a little bit of metal. And there's really quite a bit going on inside of there. Uh, you, you mentioned it a little bit before Michelle, the older monitors or even LCD monitors today. There's some hazardous materials that are in there that do need to be handled properly it, it it is not something that we would want to see get into our landfill both you know just just for our state for our environment but also just you know because it's the right thing to do and and there are so many different options out there that you know just a a, a quick simple phone call can help you to get it taken care of properly and do the right thing okay. right and if you contact your your city or your county and there's nothing available in your area as far as as they can tell definitely give me a call um and you know we'll see what we can work out for you um, and uh, if we can't find, uh, you know, someone to an e-waste recycler, um, we can um, uh, work out, you know, there are, um, you know, you can dispose of electronic waste safely. Um, and there are landfills in the state that will take them. Um, so it's not that they can't be disposed of. We just want to try and recycle those, um, you know, as uh, in every case that we can. Um, you know, as much as possible. Um, if you're a business and you have so many computers, you are um, required, uh, you know, if you can't recycle them to um, register them as a hazardous waste. And that's a whole whole ball of wax you don't want to get into. It's easier just to just to recycle them if you can. But if you're an individual and we're talking about one computer and there's just no options available to you, um, you know, uh, our agency is you know, we regulate landfills in the state and, you know, they're required to monitor their, uh, the groundwater, uh, the leachate, which is the, the liquid that comes off the landfills is, you know, it's, it's tested. Um, you know, the ground is lined with clay and synthetic liner. And, you know, there's a lot of engineering that goes into landfills, a lot of requirements that have to be met. Um, and not all landfills, you know, will take electronic waste, but there are a few that will in the state. Um, so uh, we just want to make sure if we can't recycle that they are properly disposed of and not dumped out in the woods somewhere. Right. Again, we're speaking today with Jennifer Milner. She's the state recycling coordinator with the Department of uh, Environmental Quality. And we, of course, thank you guys for being here today and letting people know where and how and why they should recycle. Um, we want you to be a part of this conversation. Give us a call at one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. That's one eight seven seven. MPB ring. You can ask Jeremy and the Wilts any tech question as usual or any recycling tech question. We want you to be a part of our conversation. And when we get back, we'll talk more with Jennifer Milner about why recycling is is important and how it is important for our environment and our world. We'll be right back after the break.
informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo, here today with Wills Couture, information technology expert at Newport Steel in Jackson and Flowood. And, of course, Jeremy Thompson on the line. He's the owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. We also have Jennifer Milner here today with us. She's the state recycling coordinator with the Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality. Again, thank you for being with us today, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. All right. Now, just a reminder, we're talking about recycling technology. So if you have a question recycling technology, or you have a general tech question, please give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, Jennifer, I did my homework because you were coming in today, and I feel really proud. I found out that the first recycling plant was established 110 years ago. That was amazing to me. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. I know when I was younger, I heard, you know, I heard about recycling, but it's been 110 years. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. um, I'm not familiar with that particular (laughs) facility. (laughs) Trivia. Um, But uh, uh, still in operation. (laughs) Recycling is definitely not a new idea. It's something that, um, you know, really kind of came along during the Depression, World War II. Our grandparents know a lot about uh, you know, maybe the word, you know, the buzzword recycling wasn't used or in some of the, the things that we talk about now, but they definitely knew the value of saving and not uh, wasting things. Uh, I know my grandmother, uh, she would save aluminum foil until it just absolutely crumbled <laughs> oh my into gosh, dust. Yes. <laughs> and that's still... So basically you're saying the, the idea of recycling came from our forefathers when they're like, we don't want to throw away anything. <laughs> right. You had, you know, you had the depression and all of a sudden people just lost everything. Mm. Um, and then you had World War II and there were rubber drives and different things, uh, you know, they wanted all those materials to go to build guns and, and airplanes and things that they used in the war. So let me ask you, speaking of that, how has technology helped enhance recycling from back in, like you said, the Depression days to now? Right. Um, well, uh, we have now what's called uh, material recovery facilities, uh, or MRFs, as we call mm-hmm. them in the in the recycling mm-hmm. industry. Um, and uh, we have, you know, several in, in the state of Mississippi. Uh, most of the ones in Mississippi are hand sorting, um, meaning that the materials uh, come in on a conveyor belt um, and, and you have workers that sort the different materials. They have different bins for metals, uh, different plastics, the paper, and they take those materials off the conveyor belt. I'm doing my hands like people can <laughs> see me. Um, but they, they take those materials off the belt as it comes by and, and throw those in the different bins. Uh, and then the materials are, are baled. Um, using a, a baler. Um, essentially, it's uh, mashed into a big cube and bound with wire. And uh, then that um, uh, bale, uh, you know, is sold to usually a broker. Um, and then the broker gets it to, you know, a processor. And then, the, you know, it would get to the manufacturer that would use it and put it in a product. Actually, it's kind of neat that you're saying that. You're, you're pretty much describing a lot of what I get to see out at the office sometimes. You know, uh, as, as is mentioned, I work with Nucor, which we're also... Um, a part of general recycling right next door to us right there on uh, Flowood Drive. And we bring in all kinds of products, and we do. We have a, we have a shredder on site, mm-hmm. and we shred it now. Instead of having as much of the mechanical separation, we actually have computerized systems 
with cameras and sensors they can go through and can detect what kind of metal it is. And it's really, really amazing to see it, it sort. And so by the time it turns into fluff, or, you know, the, the end product, which is basically like, you know, a lot of what we get is old cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time it gets down to the end of just the stuff that we can't really use too much of, less than 2% of the metal is actually left in there that we can separate it out to that extent so that we can reuse it. Now the Ferris items, some of y'all may not know, we bring right over next door to us, you know, at the new core mill and we make rebar, reinforcing bar, angle irons, you know, 100% recycled made right here in Mississippi. So for anybody who did not realize, we actually do have a steel mill right here in Mississippi and it is of recycled materials. And that could include old computers and old, um, washers, dryers, and everything else. As a matter of fact, we actually, whenever we collect all of our cans out there, we actually save up all the cans um, around the mill throughout the year, and that becomes, the the proceeds we make from that becomes our Toys for Tots donate, part of our Toys for Tots donation. So we're really trying to turn the whole recycling process, not into only doing the right thing for the environment, but actually just giving back to the community as well. Can people bring items to the uh, facility? Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we, uh, we, you can bring it by the handful by the truckload we have you know uh you know just regular folks bringing in all day long i mean we bring in batteries of course there are some regulations that go around like with copper you have to have you know you got to watch out with with copper sometimes but yeah pretty much all of that whatever we don't use in our steel making process then we actually pass on and and work with other recyclers throughout the state and throughout the country in order to make that happen so Yeah, some of the the larger um, MRFs, um, you know, they do have things like optical sorters uh, that use an infrared um, camera to, you know, determine the different types of plastics. And then, you know, a puff of air comes out to to push it onto a certain conveyor belt that's going to that bin. And you have magnets that take out the metals. Um, You have certain... uh, screens that take out, you know, separate 2D materials from 3D materials. So, so there is a lot of technology out there um, at the, you know, the larger MRFs. Uh, just most of the MRFs in Mississippi are, you know, fairly small and and don't, you know, incorporate a whole lot of those technologies for sure. Now, um, you mentioned earlier that you started in the lab and you started uh, um, testing water and things mm-hmm. like that. So, what do you do exactly every day now as the executive director? Um, as the uh, recycling, recycling coordinator. coordinator. I just gave you a new <laughs> like, title. Like, oh, oh, I'm I just gave you a raise. Now. <laughs> we just promoted her to executive I did, director. I, did I love that. it. I did that. No. Well, I do a lot of mm-hmm. kind of what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. which is promote recycling. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, kind of get the word out to uh, the public. Um, you know, I've done things like this. I'll go and speak to kids, um, uh, teachers, I'll, you know, people that are in school to be mm-hmm. teachers. Um, I'll, you know, tell them how they can incorporate, you know, teaching recycling and um, proper waste management in, in the classroom. Uh, we do events, um, uh, you know, at, uh, you know, we'll set up a booth and, you know, hand out brochures mm-hmm. and different things. And, you know, we'll give away door prizes and play different games to help people learn about, you know, the benefits of recycling, um, benefits of composting. Um, you know, we have a little um, test your composting IQ mm-hmm. game that we play that's one of my favorites. Um, and, you uh, you know, just kind of meet meet with the public. Um, that's probably the education and outreach mm-hmm. portion is probably my favorite part of the job. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of what I do too is um, uh, we're 
working to start measuring recycling in the state. Uh, we currently don't measure how much material is, is recycled in the state. We measure how much is disposed of, but we want to start measuring how much is recycled so we can um, kind of see, you know, how good we're doing, uh, um, you know, areas of the state that we need to improve. So we're working on incorporating that. Um, and we're also working on, um, uh, you know, we offer several different types of grants um, to help local governments, you know, start, recycling programs you know i talked about access earlier um so we uh you know do a lot of those things to help increase that access in the state and um you know recycling is not easy in some areas uh us being a rural state um you know the uh cost of collection and transportation of recyclables um is just too much for some uh some areas to to bear and incorporate so that's when deq can come in and sort of help with those those grant funds okay you know when you're driving along the um road and you see a lot of trash on the side or you see an old tv or things like that that is what we're trying to convey today the importance of taking those items to the correct places and dispose of them correctly yeah. correct yeah, I mean that's just, and we and we hear that call quite a few times here online. I mean, you know, on the show as well, we've heard you know different people who have called in. It's like, oh, they're upgrading a computer. What do I do with my old one? How mm-hmm. do I properly get rid of it? So I think there's definitely a drive with a lot of people out there to do the right things with that and make sure. Um, but there's so much, you know, the, 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 the neat thing to me is there's so much technology that goes behind it mm-hmm. to making our technology. And now, so many technology products, for example, are made from recycled material. Um, you know, it, it seems like a little small thing, but you know the the uh, phones that we use up at work. It was I, I was just looking through the you know the information on them. The casing, just the plastic on it, is one hundred percent recycled plastic. And you know, you just start really thinking about that. It it really is bringing it back, but it's bringing us new technology, which is really cool. And it's helping the economy, correct? Right. That's that's right. Um, I was going to say that yes, recycling is good for the environment. Absolutely. Uh, you know, conserves. Um, our natural resources, preserves energy, um, it um, uh, reduces the potential for pollution. You know, when you, you know, have those uh, materials like e-waste, um, you know, that are that are not properly disposed of or, um, you know, have those, those toxic elements in there like lead and mercury. And also it reduces pollution in that, um, like say in the case of aluminum, I don't have to go and, and build another bauxite ore mine, um, to make aluminum cans, I can just take an old can and turn that mm-hmm. into a new can. Uh, and that, you know, that hits all the boxes. You know, it, it uh, preserves those natural resources. Uh, you know, it reduces the, the energy consumption there, reduces the potential for pollution, you know, all the pollution that can be caused um, by building a new mine. Um, so that that uh, that's a, a good example of that. Um, but also, uh, you know, something that people don't know about or don't think about is how good recycling is for the state economy um the local economy it creates jobs uh stimulates growth um uh there's manufacturers that want these materials that we're collecting whether that's um e-waste um you know those are shredded up and we get the metals and the plastics and and the different materials from that um and then also uh you know our traditional recyclables uh that we collect at the curb or those drop-off sites um, you know, the manufacturers want those materials uh, to create products. Uh, they're hungry for them. They're going, you know, they're having to go outside of the southeast, not just outside of Mississippi, but outside of the southeast to get enough materials to, to use in their plants. So we need to recycle. More. Right, exactly. <laughs> and in some cases, they're having to go to foreign countries wow. to get 
enough materials, which is crazy to me. And we're just throwing it in the ground. And that's money, like you said, that we're giving away to right. another country. When I go and talk to kids, I say, you know, if I gave you a dollar, would you go bury it in the ground? And they all look at me like I've got two heads, you know, because that's, yeah. and of course not. No, I'm going to save it or I'm going to go buy some candy or, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what we're doing um, when we're putting those materials in the in the ground. And, I mean, with electronic waste, you've got things like copper, gold, you know, very precious metals um, that have, you know, very high value that are being put in the ground. Yeah. Even even your old wires, you know, old, um, you know, we, we see that a lot over at, at, at the mill. I mean, just old power cords or extension cords or just these old cables, they can reclaim the metal and the materials back from so many different things. And by the way, while we were, while we were talking there, I shot a note over to our, our recycling coordinator mm-hmm. at our mill. And uh, we, we set a goal this year to recycle as a mill 55,000 pounds. Okay. Um, we are currently, we're in what, October? Mm-hmm. We're at 67,000 pounds. Ooh. We've turned it into a challenge out there. Very but just good. Nice. As, as a business, just trying, because it does make a difference in what we're having to pay for disposal and for some of the things. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do that right thing. So And, right. and that makes sense. Um, I like how he said they made it a challenge. So with you and the education and talking to the students and the teachers, mm-hmm. and it sounds like education is the key. A lot of people still don't understand what recycling is. You, When we come back from break, we're going to um, touch base again on your event that's coming up and... And you said recycling uh, compost. A lot of people don't know about okay. the food that you have in your house. Your your trash, your regular everyday trash can be recycled as well. Right. All right, Great. please. Uh, we're, we're welcoming your calls today at uh, 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. We're talking about recycling technology. And, of course, if you have any general tech questions, you can ask our tech experts. They are on hand to answer all of your tech questions. Now, if you missed any of our program, you can listen. Listen to the entire show at mpbonline.org slash everydaytech. It's also available on the MPB Media app. We'll be right back after the break. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo with Wills Couture and Jeremy Thompson and our recycling expert, Jennifer Milner. Welcome, Jennifer, again. Now, if you're just joining us today, our topic is recycling technology. Now, the phone lines are still still open and there's still time for you to answer, get your tech question answered or your recycling tech question answered. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline. Now, before the break, uh, we had a question, uh, which was a great question. How many times can an, an item be recycled? Well, it would depend on the item, um, but uh, there is a limit to it. Um, it. And it would just depend, um, like I said, on the item and, um, you know, as long as it 
was a viable material. And it, you know, it would depend on the market. It would depend on the, the manufacturer, whether they, um, you know, would buy it, would buy the, the product. As long as it can continue to be used. Right, right, and be high quality. Okay. Um, so that it, there only being a certain number of times, I do encourage people, like in, in the sense of plastic bottles, if you can, you know, put your coffee in a coffee cup. Um, you know, a reusable coffee cup instead of the disposable kind or put your water, you know, your cold beverage in a, you know, a water bottle. I know my girls, that's, that's the status at school is having the nice water bottle. So, (laughs) so, um, uh, so I would encourage that, you know, and use your, your dishes, you know, don't use paper plates, you know, those kind of things. You you mentioned that earlier. So the styrofoam cups and the paper plates, I know it's a little efficient for parents with large families right but it's not as uh that's not good to do right saying? well you're creating more waste and um you know you just have to think about those things um i use paper plates i'm not gonna <laughs> sit here and say you know you can't ever use paper plates but you know it's just something to think about to use those items that you can wash and reuse again um uh you know instead of uh using something that you're going to throw away all right that's good information to know so ladies and um get your kids let them know that they're going to Fill the yeah. dishwashers and uh, start washing dishes. Okay? Well, it's kind of like we say a lot, even with even with technology, you got to find that balance. Mm-hmm. There's right. got to be a balance. Exactly. So we're going to go back to well, we're going to go to the phone lines and speak with Susan from Jackson. Good morning, Susan. Uh, yes. At one time, there were um, there was a call for cell phones to be recycled with the domestic violence center. Is that still um, on? Or if not, where can cell phones uh, be disposed? I'm Recycled. not a, I'm not aware of that program. I, you know, I could be wrong. Um, I would just, you'd have to just check with that organization that was involved with that. Um, but we, are you in the Jackson area? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm now, but I live up in northeast Mississippi. Okay. Um, well, I, I. I could uh, talk with you, uh, you know, separately about some uh, maybe some opportunities up in your area. Uh, we also have a an e-waste collection event, event here in the Jackson area November 3rd, actually uh, downtown Jackson at the um, farmer's market from 8 to 2. Um, so if you're, you know, in town or know someone in town um, and have the opportunity to come to that event, you can definitely bring your cell phones to that. Okay, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you, Susan. Thank you, Susan. All right, we're going to go to Ellisville and speak with the Trish now. Good morning, Trish. Good morning. My question actually is not about electronic stuff so much as it is just recycling in general. In general, mm-hmm. I wondered if Jennifer ever spoke to boards of supervisors and things like that, because I drive 35 miles one way to take our recycling, and then in the plastics they only take one and two, and they don't take glass. So when we visit our daughters in Mobile, we take recycling with us to Mobile, the other numbers in the glass. And I was just wondering how to go about getting an interest in recycling in Jones County specifically. That's where I live. Um, where are you taking your recyclables now? To some mall. Okay. 35 miles away. Okay. Um, that's actually a, a MRF <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. Um, well, um, the, the issue with the ones and twos in the glass, uh, quite frankly, there's just not a good market for, um, plastics other than ones and twos. 
Um, so that's why those are the, the majority of, you know, the uh, programs right. only collect ones and twos. And the same is true with glass. Um, you know, glass is made from sand and there's not really a sand shortage right now. So it's uh, fairly easy to, to make glass. Um, uh, so there's just not a lot of value in glass. And uh, also you have to go over to Texas or Georgia uh, to find someone that will take recovered glass. And it's, you know, it's very heavy to transport um, and expensive. Um, and it can cause a lot of problems um, in the in the MRFs. Uh, you know, you think about all the problems that can be caused with broken glass. Uh, you know, it tears the, the belts and, you know, workers get injured and, and things like that. So, and, and glass is a problem. It's not just a problem in Mississippi. It's a, kind of a, a nationwide issue um, that uh, recycling uh organizations are looking at um on the board of supervisors question um i would absolutely be willing to talk to um you know board of supervisors any elected official um to uh, talk with them about the benefits of recycling and why they should have recycling in their area um so if if that opportunity ever arose i would be happy to do that i have not done that yet i have written letters um uh and things of, of that nature had other communications uh, communications with their um, uh, recycling folks, public works folks, um, uh, you know, one-on-one uh, with with them. Um, but if that opportunity arose, I would gladly um, uh, take it. Thank you, Trish. And uh, again, we will give out uh, Miss Jennifer's information, and you can contact her via yes. um, email, and we can uh, continue on with that conversation as well. That's a real good um, question, though. You know, like you said, smaller rural areas, what can they do? And and you talked about the trash and the glass, rather. Uh, we have a question that um, someone wants to know, what can you not recycle? So that's a good question. What, what can't you recycle? Well, I don't want to say things can't be recycled um, because there are items that can be recycled, but there's not a high market value for those. Um, so you have programs that simply will not accept those materials. Um, so you just need to check with your specific program in your area, um, you know, or wherever you're taking your recyclables, just check with them on what they accept. And please try to make sure that, that those are the only things that you're putting in your bin or in the roll off container. Um, you know, because when you do put those items that don't belong, somebody has to sort those out mm -hmm. and that causes extra time, um, you know, and, and can hurt recycling in the long run. So, uh, especially grocery bags, do mm -hmm. not put your grocery bags <laughs> in your recycling bin. That cause a lot of problems and that's a common misconception. Take them back to Kroger and Walmart. Well, before we <laughs> go, um, I want you to talk about your event. We have a few, two more minutes. Okay. Uh, talk about your event and then also give the information, the number that people can reach you for more questions. Okay, great. Yes. The event is, uh, it's put on by the Greater Jackson Chamber Partnership. Uh, and it will be at the uh, Mississippi Farmers Market uh, Friday, November 3rd from 8 to 2, uh, sponsored by DEQ, Keep Jackson Beautiful, City of Jackson, Keep Mississippi Beautiful, Mississippi Recycling Coalition, and Magnolia Data Solutions. Okay, and where can, um, like, Miss, um, the lady had a question and she wants to talk to you further. How can they, can re how can they reach you? Yes, uh, my number is 601-961-5739, and that is my, um, my desk number. Uh, if you want to call the main line, just in case I'm, you know, away from my desk, that's 601-961-5171. Okay, and again, what department is that? Uh, uh, I'm in the uh, Waste Division, and I'm the State Recycling Coordinator. 
Jennifer Milner. That's All for me. Right. <laughs> this has been awesome. This has definitely been insightful. Like I said, we have, uh, you know, we talk about keeping these things up and running, but, you know, what what do we do when it's time for the new device and, and doing the right thing? So really, Jennifer, thank you for joining us today. This is uh this has been eye-opening to me as well. So this has been great. We really appreciate well, you. You are very welcome. Thank you all so much for having me. Had a great time. Yes. Again, we want to thank Jennifer Milner. She's the State Recycling Coordinator with the Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality for joining us today. Hope you got a lot of out of this show and learned some things about recycling. But uh, if you missed part of the show and want to hear past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org slash everydaytech or subscribe to our podcast. Java Chapman was our board operator, and uh, our phone screener was Jared Hallman. For Wills Catrera and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for with Dr. Rick DeShazo. Up next, this is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio.